0: I'm talking to an artist, illustrator, and wellness coach who began her career in art and her passion for art at the age of 42. Now 50, she has shown her art galleries around the world, sells her wares on Etsy, and combines wellness and art in the classes that she teaches on journaling and more. She's also a first-generation American, born in Southern California and having lived in Argentina for nine years. She is the mother of two teenage boys and a dog named Yoshi I'm Talking To, Mary Bell Martin. I'm Aiden Nepom, and this is The Changed Podcast. thank you so much for being on the Changed podcast. I'm
1: excited to talk to you today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited and I'm very grateful. And it's funny how serendipitous this is.
0: Yeah, life has a funny way of weaving people together and moving things
1: around. It sure does. It's just like, I feel like um, I'm living my own uh, reality show, which I am. (laughs) Nobody's (laughs) watching. (laughs) Nobody's watching. My life is Mary Bell. audience of me.
0: <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about your art because you are a very talented visual artist and I, I find it ironic that we're going to attempt to have an audio experience where we talk about what you do visually, but I want to, attri- to try it. So okay. <laughs> to talk to me a little bit about your art. What What is it that draws you to art? What kind of art do you like to create? What do you, tell me about it.
1: Well, I've been an artist my entire life. I mean, that's that's what people uh, generally do. When you're an artist, you're just kind of born with it and you just do it through do it throughout your life. And whether you do it professionally or not, it's kind of still in there, kind of like this popcorn that pops up every now and then and you just kind of have to feed it and, and also do it because your soul kind of demands it. Um, I like to create art that is... Uplifting and positive and encouraging to women or or men. I mean, but my audience mainly is women um, because it was something that helped me heal after a lot of turmoil in my personal life. And when I started publishing art and people started saying things like, "Oh, I really needed this," or "Thank you so much for writing this down," because I I felt like I needed something I I was like this is a sign to keep doing this kind of thing and it was so natural it wasn't something that I felt that was uh, forced or difficult so it kind of just fell into place and it just turned into this thing that is now my my life what did you do before you know Forty-two. That's that's uh, you're already well into doing other stuff. So, what were you doing yeah. before you were a visual artist as your career? Well, right before that, I was a stay-at-home mom, and um, I had been for years and years. Um, my my kids. I've always wanted to have kids, and I I felt that that was my kind of my life's goal. Um, and then I realized that this is but why would you have to just have that one thing? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had I had taught English as a sec- second language when I lived in Argentina. Um, I had gone to law school. I had uh, worked as an interpreter for Los Angeles County Office of Education. I mean, I had done all this stuff. And then um, when I got married, I I felt like I was more of a su- support to my husband. And I was like, mm-hmm. whatever he needs. Um, I will support him I will be his you know his his backup so it was just kind of like him growing 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 and then I was just in the background it's not just but I was in the background I decided that that's what I was going to do and I I kind of went into the shadows and and was a mom for for years but then like I said this popcorn of art was always just like oh Mm -hmm. I'm here I'm here I need I need you to do this and I was like, no, shut up, stop, (laughs) stop it. Basically, that's what I was doing. I was doing all kinds of things, but not honoring this thing that I feel I was born for Mm -hmm. because because I was always told, do not become an artist. So anything except that. (laughs) That's super relatable for me. Um, Oh, yeah.
0: You know, yeah, growing up, I always... the first memory that I have of a career that I wanted was watching Mork and Mindy as a little girl. I wanted to be, it's a great show. And there's generations of people who've never seen or heard of it. Um, But I wanted to be Mork from Ork. And this was my first career ambition. And everyone was like, I mean, you're four, so go ahead and dream big. But, you know, Like to the point where, like, my mom had pierced my ears and I pulled the earrings out. (gasps) And it was because Mork didn't have his ears here. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to be Mork for Mork. But, you know, like as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be characters. I wanted to play characters and be on stage. And everyone was like, you can't make a career out of that. Don't, don't do that. And nobody said to make a career out of something you're passionate about takes hard work and effort. What people said was you can't make a career out of it. And I think that's true about art. You can make a career out of it. It takes effort to make a career out of it. It takes effort to make a career out of
1: any passion. It it does. And it also takes, I feel like it does take some encouraging if you're young, you know, if if your parents or the people around you are like, hell no, do not do that. Go this way. And, yeah and you're just gonna listen especially if you're not like one of those rebel kids um <laughs> I did hear the podcast with your dad where you were like he's like you should be a rock singer and you're like no I want to do jazz <laughs> <laughs> I was like yes you know you kind of want to rebel whatever it is even if it's a great yeah. idea you just kind of want to rebel but I wasn't rebellious so I was like okay I'll do this other thing yeah um and and it's it's I don't regret that it's that's why I'm here now today. It, it just took me a lot longer and a lot, a lot, a lot of swerves and turns and just kind of going around in circles. Uh, and, and that's, I feel like that's why this kind of art and this is how it's happening because any other way I, I, I'd be doing some other thing.
0: What are your thoughts about change in general that's you know that's what i always ask everybody are you the kind of person who um who dreads making changes or who gets excited about changing things up where do you sort of put yourself in the in the way people think about change
1: both both um i went to 11 schools in 12 years so i yes and in different countries (laughs) We we moved around. We went to Argentina. We went to Mexico. We lived in El Salvador. We moved around LA, Um, and change was the thing about change. Moving schools, for example, my dad would be like, "We're moving." Would be like, "Yay!" Until we move, and then you're the new kid, and everybody, you don't have any friends. You don't have. You're just weird, and you have an accent, or you don't have an accent, or you speak a different language, and it's kind of a a slap in the face when you are mid change and you have to kind of learn all of these things and to to kind of survive in this new yeah this new place wow that's so
0: rapid like I mean you just still be adjusting to a change and then they'd be like time to go time
1: to go yes exactly And, and, but, you know, on the other side, you have all these people that I I know all these people all over the world that are my friends today, thanks to Facebook. Uh, Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it, it took me a long time to trust myself and to learn who I was. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you're a kid, and you go into this new place, you're not like, Oh, my gosh, I'm me. And Just accept me as I am. No, I was like, okay, I was like scanning, like, what are people wearing? How do people talk? How do people, what do people do? And then try to fit in.
0: Like a chameleon, like the opposite of the Borg, right? The Borg is like, you will be assimilated. And you were like, (laughs) I will assimilate. Blend in. You're not going to notice that I'm different. You're Uh,
1: not going (laughs) to notice that I'm, that was my mantra. You're not going to notice I'm different.
0: Wow. Wow. That's the trip. Yeah. I mean, what do you think the relationship is between um, all of that change uh, and how you are, you know, how you are with change today? Has that shaped how you view change,
1: do you think? I think it does, because I always know that there's going to be another thing that changes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, that's the nature of life. And you either go with it, accept it and and react differently instead of reacting in a negative way just go you know make the best of it or um or fight it and then suffer uh so I get that that's just part of life and and -hmm. life goes on and there's always going to be change for good and there's always going to be change that sucks (laughs) so (laughs) yes so either either way either way yeah Um, um what's the relationship do
0: you think between art and change I think there's a relationship there but I, I don't know that I could articulate it but maybe you as an artist
1: art is so personal and so vulnerable I feel like I'm putting a piece of myself out there uh, I feel like I'm I'm doing a confessional sometimes about my private matters and my private life because that is the true nature of art you you just try to connect with everyone around you and and that's when the true relationships start between people and and art um so when when I grow and I change my art changes and evolves as well um what be it in technical the technical aspect or the message uh it's it goes hand in hand I can't just keep doing the same thing because it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel right it doesn't feel natural so I feel like the change just goes with with kind of the flow of life
0: do you, I, I feel like I've heard that there are some artists who they'll go back to old pieces of art that are no longer they no longer feel resonant and they will create over those pieces is that a thing that you've ever done like you paint over it or you are you add to I, it or
1: I haven't done that but I have erased race start. like I have like I've made <laughs> stuff and then I just paint like white over it and just like you are disappeared you I don't want to see oh. you anymore Blank but um, it, it's it's so it it's so powerful to be able to do something it's kind of like releasing anger or regret or whatever negative feeling that you may have but physically, to be able to just kind of be like, be gone, <laughs> you are banished. So it's it's. I, I haven't re like added things because it just it it doesn't go. It just doesn't feel like it would go. I'd rather put my energy into something new.
0: I'm really struck by this piece of art behind you. Um, so for the people listening, what I'm looking at is this large painting of what looks like birch trees yeah. and amidst the trees are what looks like wombs full wombs the with nearly fully developed fetus in the womb uh can you talk to me about this piece of art behind you people are like what the hell I know right <laughs> the people watching on video can see it but the people listening are like I'm gonna do my best we'll tell you what we'll put a if it's okay with you we could put a picture of that in the show notes oh, yeah. of the episode so the people sure. listening can see what that looks like okay great yeah. so tell tell me a little bit about the um about this piece would you
1: yes so this piece was made in art school um, I went back to school at age forty two that's when the official kind of everything's gonna change um happened and I don't remember what the the, the assignment was but we had to paint big and and this was about my children and how I was lost in the forest and mm. renewal and protection, protection of what is important to my kids. Uh, and the funny thing about this painting is that we had a, a critique and the dean came in and I was so nervous because the dean of the school was going to critique our pieces. And he saw this and he basically was like, what is this trash? He was like, what is this? And then I am, I'm there. One of my first critiques, and I'm trying to talk to him about what I just said to you. And he's like, but where did you get this, these meanings? What are these symbols? And just trash, 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 trash. And I was destroyed after this. And I felt like, oh my God, maybe this is just not where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do. And just all of this doubt this wave of doubt uh washed over me and and then I was just like you know what dude I think I may be older than you <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep going and do and learn what I need to learn here and just keep on um, keep going on my way and that was that but I feel like like you say life throws you things that could create this crazy change like if I would have just said oh yeah he's right he's a dean in an art school I'm done I should just go home and take care of my kids but those are moments where oh see you got another story out of me those are moments where you're like nope let's just keep going this is this is the way so that's a very meaningful piece for
0: me that's pretty incredible yeah you made a choice to hang it prominently uh above that desk behind you Um, what does it represent for you now?
1: It represents the, just the belief in, in myself, it does, and, and believing in and trusting in this dream, this ridiculous, like far out thing that I decided to do at a time where people are, you know, kind of ending their careers or thinking about maybe in the next 10 years, you're going to retire or whatever. Um and 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 it's just kind of this thing that is like it guides me. I see so much hope in it still and my kids obviously that's that's like my driving force. So that it's it's very important to me, yeah. That's
0: awesome. I I really appreciate you sharing that story. That's a really cool story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes, it definitely makes me think how, how many stories we have where something happened and we abandoned something. We, we didn't hold on to what we believed in our hearts. And, uh, I think probably everybody has at least one of those stories as well. Someone said something and you were like, "Oh, defeated. Um, so I love this painting of the symbol of strength and belief in your ability. I just think that's really inspiring.
1: Thank you. And it's, you know what, and it's not so much in my ability, because there's just obviously so many people out there that are way better than me, or that have way more clout or way more sales or way more everything. It's, it's more about like, being like, what, what, what am I here for? It's, it's more about that. It feels like this thing that's bigger. Yeah, it's bigger than me or my art or whatever. It's just like, I need to do this before I die sort of thing.
0: Mm. Wow. Um, well, I was going to ask you to tell me a story, but I feel like I just heard an amazing story <laughs> that I'm in love with. And so I'm going to ask you instead, if you would be willing to play this game I've been playing with some of my guests, sure a- Aiden asks you a bunch of questions and you try and answer them as quickly as possible.
1: Okay, oh my gosh, okay.
0: It's a really long name for a really quick game.
1: <laughs> What's um, the name? All right.
0: That was the name. It's called oh, was- Aiden <laughs> <laughs> asks you a bunch of questions and you try to answer them as quickly as <laughs> possible. Oh okay. Uh, all right. First question. Ice cream or cookies?
1: Cookies. Why? Warmed. Comfort, coziness, yumminess, crumbliness, chewiness. So good. I crave them. And, and carbs. And carbs. It's just straight up carbs. Carbs are great. Carb, carbs, <laughs> carbs. Carbs.
0: Carbs. Um, when it comes to the arrangement of furniture in your home, uh, rearrange it. Rearrange it. Rearrange it all the time. Or, uh, nope, everything has its place. And that is the place it will live until the end of eternity.
1: Oh my gosh. It does not move. It will not move. Um, it's not moving. <laughs> if I could just glue it to the floor, I would I do that. I, I don't I don't want to add anything or take anything out. It's just feel it's just like it feels like it's in a flow and it feels homey and welcoming to me and I like it. Um, what is the best book that you've read in the last six months? Oh my gosh I am reading a book called and of course I don't remember the name (laughs) amazing (laughs) Um, it's a book about uh, being an artist and finding your creativity and of course I cannot remember the name of it I think (laughs) it's like art. The art of—it's not the name of, of your business. <laughs> it's something else. Oh, the art um, of change. The artist. The artist way. Life. The no. artist way. The artist way. Oh, the artist way! That's a great book. Yes, and I like that it's um, kind of interactive exercises, reconnecting with inner child. It's just this other way of reading a book. It's not a novel where you can just kind of be relaxed and sink into it. It's, it makes you think, and it makes you want to do things differently and try things so that's that's a book I'm currently reading and it's amazing awesome um what's your spirit animal Ooh, I think it's a dog (laughs) I think I think I just a regular dog like a house dog like sleep all day (laughs) I mean I want to sleep all day but I don't and super loyal and just happy to see people and just like happy to like wagging and going up to other dogs and wagging my tail and just regular happy dog
0: I love that Uh, okay last question um if you could make a
1: wish and have it come true today what would that wish be for oh that's a that's a big one 10 more wishes. I mean, really, I mean, I need like a lot. I need like 10 more, but I know that's not allowed. The genie would never allow it. Um, Gosh, I wish COVID was over. I wish yeah. that was just done and we could, I feel like like I. Uh, it would be like Ebenezer Scrooge. I always refer to this kind of going back and just like, I'm alive and I haven't seen you. And tell me, talk, let's talk, let's hug, yeah. let's that sort of thing like having a second chance. I feel since so many people sadly have 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 lost their chance due to this. I feel like we are still here to do something amazing and reconnect and and love each other. I love that. Thank you for
0: playing. Aiden asks you a bunch of questions and you answer them as quickly as possible.
1: I think my answers weren't that fast like my palms are sweating yes. I was like did I win
0: <laughs> you win uh you absolutely win and I'll share with you that nobody's answers have been fast and I, I assume that will continue um because uh yeah why I don't know they're kind of fast
1: <laughs> well it's like you have they're actually really good questions I thought they were going to be like really hard where you're like oh my gosh I don't even know like jeopardy like what is oh, right. whatever Rod Stewart please. who is Rod Stewart yes, please I don't know.
0: please frame your answers in the form of a question
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, oh my gosh I'm gonna lose <laughs> how do you spell anti-disestablishmentarian <laughs> no. No, <I'm>
1: <laughs> I'd be like eh, um,
0: eh. yeah I mean I think the reason I'm so intrigued by playing that game with people is uh, I think when we when we put the constraint on ourselves that we're going to try and keep it short and keep it quick and the different answers show up but then I'm not answering you long-form versions of those questions so we'll just never know
1: well you yeah and then you just can't not say why I knew right you definitely want to let people know about the thought process exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) well I want to know Um, like do do you choose ice cream or cookies like what do you prefer
0: I like. I, I like to put ice cream and cookies together and oh, have ice cream Well, that's cheating. Sandwiches. Yeah, I could have said that.
1: Invisible rules. I, I didn't I, know we could do that. I, invisible rules. I'm, I'm ready for next time. I'll be ready.
0: I'm going to train. You know, I actually, I do, um, in my work with On Your Feet, uh, we often like to bring to the team's attentions that we work with This idea of invisible rules is just really awesome and helpful to notice where uh, a rule was not stated, but an assumption was made about the rules. And I think this game is a great example. You're not alone. Our brains take these shortcuts, shortcuts, shortcuts. (laughs) Our brains take these shortcuts to save us time um, so that we can jump to action quickly. So it makes sense that um, if I say either or, The assumption is that you have to pick one and not the other, uh, Mm. because that's a that's a shortcut that's been ingrained through our language and practice and all those things. So it it makes sense that there's an invisible rule there. However, the only rule that were stated was I'll ask a question and then you just try and answer as quickly as possible. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yes, yes. it's
1: really Um, funny. Yeah, (laughs) it's It's like a a secret secret brains work. It's like a secret menu from in and out or something. It is like a secret menu. In fact, life is
0: filled with secret menus. Yes. Um, and, you know, we often will view people who are really successful and we're like, why didn't we think of that? And it's because we we weren't ordering off the secret menu. So, you know, Ooh, that's, I love that. That's one of those things that you can, there, you put that in your pocket. Oh, uh, I'm gonna make artwork about that. Oh, please. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Tag me on it. I will. On the Instagrams.
1: Definitely. I'll be like, it was inspired by. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
0: Order off the menu. Um, so speaking of some of your art projects, I, I saw recently you were offering this class on journaling. And I I think this is a really intriguing idea because to me, this is combining the two areas of work that you play in. Um, and I wondered if you might share just a little bit about what that is, um, what you do when you are- yes. It's not just
1: like, go write a thing.
0: That's not what you're talking about with
1: journaling. No, this is, this is art journaling. So you're kind of going back, way back to the time when you were a little kid. Because when I say art journaling, and I say that it's drawing, people are like, I can't draw. And I'm like, right. go back and ask your kindergarten self if you can draw. Everyone can draw. So um, it's, it's going back to that, kind of the raw inner child. And I have a prompt or you may have a prompt for your day. You want to work through something, something happened in your life. You have this issue that keeps coming up and you start drawing about it. Right. And then you, you and you really take your time. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to, you have to be focused. And then when you are done and this is going really, really fast and, and very like over the top, when you're done, sure. you remove yourself from this piece. And you come back and you look at it from another perspective. So the idea of this is kind of like, you know, when your friends tell you they have a problem and you're like, well, why don't you just dump him? Or, you know, it's so. Yeah, right. It's kind of that same thing. You look at the thing, at the problem, at the issue, at whatever it is from other eyes because you're not drawing it anymore and you may see things that you weren't seeing before as if you were writing you know when you're writing you're just kind of dumping everything on the page and yeah. you, and then that's it you're done but when you see the images or things that represent the images colors swirls whatever anger scribbles whatever it's a whole other experience that's really so, cool <laughs> So that I mean, it, it makes it a ton
0: is. of sense. Visualizing problems is a is a totally different animal than trying to explain problems or ask for help on problems. It's really creating an interesting visualization. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense.
1: Neat. Yes. So and then also you're you're going back to your inner child. You're playing. You can use crayons. You can use whatever. And so you're in touch with that that little kid and that joy and that. You, you get lost in that. So you're doing like all these things at the same time that your brain and your subconscious are kind of brewing up this special sauce in there.
0: That's really cool.
1: Well, you did actually
0: think about the question of telling a story. And even though I've already pulled an interesting story out of you, um, I would like to give you the opportunity to if you'd like to share a particular fork in the road moment in your life, a uh, moment after which things changed for you, it would be lovely to hear that story now. Sure.
1: Um, I like I said to you before, and it, i was I was living this life that it was a life that I thought was was great, and it was it was fine. But there was always this thing that was coming up. Where I was not fulfilling my purpose, and 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 when you feel like shit, everything around kind of adjusts its energy to that shitty feeling you have, and everything kind of seems gloomy and horrible. Um, and I was feeling really, really horrible about myself. This went on for years. Just one night, all of a sudden, my throat and my nose like my breathing just closed up and i was gasping for air and then my chest closed up and i felt this pressure and pain so i didn't know if i was having a heart attack or if i was i don't know what was happening all i knew was that i couldn't breathe and it wasn't like for a second it was like seconds and Things started to go dark and I saw my, my ex-husband and he was just like, he didn't even know what to do. He, he, how, he didn't know what was happening. I couldn't tell him I can't breathe. I couldn't tell him anything. And then, uh, then I kind of slowly came back and started like gasping into this moment where I was like, you know what? This sucks. This is so, this is my body reacting to all of the shit that I feel that I am not not doing not living and it was kind of the turning point there where I started doing all these crazy things that I would have not done if I hadn't had that kind of wake-up call you know it was I went and I I got a divorce (laughs) it was like okay bye (laughs) but I'm just kind of telling you what happened Eventually I went back to school. Sure. I got a divorce. I um, I ran I trained and ran the marathon. I went to a silent retreat, meditation retreat for two weeks when I'd never meditated before. I went to this like nude um, wellness place for co ed where everyone's just walking around naked and stoking in tubs and like all these like I'm alive, I'm alive things, just kind of like Daredevil and the my art career I just went and did as if I had 10 days to live and I felt so scared I felt so alive though that huh. it was just this moment of like I feel like I'm living instead of like life happening and and also I feel like I became a better role model to my kids hmm. I before I had depression and I had all of these things, I was just kind of going through the motion. They saw me turn into this person that just chased after whatever they wanted to do and live their life and follow their dream. And that's my story. I feel like that's, that's the turning point, the moment where if I hadn't really listened to that moment where my body's just like, you either do something or we're gonna kill you, um, yeah, I, I, I would have probably gotten very sick.
0: That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I, I'm curious, how did you know that it was a panic attack and not a heart attack or some sort of respiratory failure?
1: It just went back to normal. It it didn't stop. And it was just kind of like, it was slow motion, but it was kind of mm-hmm. fast at the same time. I couldn't tell you how long it lasted but it felt like it was a long time, you know, not breathing. It felt like it was forever. And then slowly, but surely just went back to normal. And then I went to the doctor and they're like, Oh, it's a panic attack, obviously, or whatever. You know, they, they check your vitals. They do all this work. And that was pretty much it. But at that moment it was, but then also the fact that that's happening and there's someone there that I'm expecting to save me. And I was like, this is just like, what I've been trying, like my whole life has been, is about this. Like I'm." expecting like this person to save me when I'm the one that can do all the saving to myself. It's not like someone else is gonna get me out of this shit. So that was also something that I observed after.
0: Wow. Did you have you had had you had other you said that you had never had a panic attack before that. Mm -mm. Did you have panic attacks after? No. No, no just this one panic attack. Yeah. That served as a total wake up call. Yes. Yes. It's fascinating to me because um, I'm almost visualizing this as like a little death, but like I, you stopped breathing, you stopped, and then you came, al- literally you came alive. You were like, time to go live life, time to go have adventures, try the things, do the stuff
1: I'm afraid of. Yes. That's exactly, exactly what happened. That's exactly wow. what happened
0: very cool very crazy very amazing thank you for sharing it
1: oh you're welcome and that's why i'm just like what fuck it you know we're we can like we can die today and so what what am i going to regret that i did this fun thing or this scary thing or this crazy thing or that i talked to this person or that it's it's not a a, i don't i feel like i have nothing to lose
0: do you still hold on to that feeling with you now it's been it's been a bunch of years at this point. So uh, have you been able to hold on to that seize the moment feeling? Yes.
1: Yes. And, and it's like um, I talk to other artists that are coming up and, and give them some, some advice and tips and things to kind of urge them to do the same thing I did. And people are like, no, but, you know, sometimes they're really scared of doing things. And I'm like, you have nothing to lose just pretend that your art is Andy Warhol's and you're just promoting Andy Warhol and just do that. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah. That'll be easier if I pretend it's not mine. So it's kind of like this thing where if it's it's me, why wouldn't I push it as much as a stranger's art? It's just this, why not live like this?
0: That's super intriguing. I, and not unusual. I mean, that's true in almost every field, people who, um, are moving from working in sales to teaching other people how to sell struggle with like they've been selling their whole careers and now they have to sell themselves and they struggle to do it even though they are experts at selling it's like this it's (laughs) it's one of those amazing things where when we in fact when I used to teach voice lessons many many years ago and one of my other lives uh i used to teach singing lessons and um i would tell my students to pretend that they were their favorite singer pick a singer pick an opera singer pick a what style of music do you want to be able to sing and they would choose and all of a sudden they didn't sound exactly like that person but it opened up the possibility Mm. that they could actually sing because they weren't worried about am i doing it right they were just they're just pretending
1: yes yeah i mean incredible Yes. And I, and I agree. I feel like that's so important that if, if it's because you think it's your technique or your level of perfection or whatever, it's, it's not about that. It's about really just kind of letting go and allowing that to happen.
0: Mary Bell, I, um, I super appreciate all your thoughts about all this stuff. I think that this has been really uh it's really cool to hear your perspective as a visual artist on pursuing all of that stuff but also i am just i'm lit up by this idea um that you just sort of like that people seem to be afraid to put themselves out there um what a gift it would be if people could just realize that you deserve to have your stuff out there as much as anybody
1: and people are going to think, yeah, they're going to buy thing. what they want to buy. They're going to consume exactly. what they want to consume. Yeah, exactly. I always tell people about this woman that I saw online that makes these big canvases with a mop. Like she oh. dumps, dunks the mop in black paint. And then she does this thing and they yeah. sell for thousands of dollars. I'm like, she's selling thousands of dollars worth of this mop art. And you're worried about this beautiful piece here or this work that you do. Don't. It's Not about that. If it's
0: not about that, if it's not about who deserves to sell their art, what is it about? And if it's not even about talent, because we know it's from not how how people make money, that it's not even about
1: talent. What do you think it is about? There's just so many levels to it, because, yeah, you could worry about talent. You could worry about uh, connections. You could worry about how, your age. You could worry about your gender. You could worry. And it's not about any of that. It's just about doing like being bold and just like okay, how do I get this to as many people as I can? Because if I always tell people, if one person likes it, if one person buys it, there are thousands of people out there that are willing to buy and like your stuff. They just haven't found you yet. Hmm. That's it. So, and we have, there's so many people in this world. And then just because you get all these no's, it doesn't mean that it's a no. It just means that you just haven't found that group, your people yet. And just wait. And I tell them, just wait. When those people start liking you, these people that said no are gonna be like, oh, oh my God, your your stuff is cute or whatever. They'll, <laughs> they'll be back. Like ex-boyfriends, they'll be back. <laughs> they'll be back on LinkedIn sending your little nudges.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um any final thoughts, Mary Bell? Anything you want people to walk away from this conversation having heard or learned from you?
1: Well, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me. And I know that's not about what you asked me, but I'm really, (laughs) really honored. And I I, I appreciate you thinking that what I have to say is worth listening to because I I admire your craft and I've seen you on stage so many times. And I think you're (laughs) so intelligent and beautiful anyway. um, But I do want people... (laughs) I do want people to just live this life, live the life and fuck it. Just do what you want to do and don't worry about the consequences. You will get to where you have to be eventually. Thank you so much, Mirabelle. It has been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Same. Same you. <laughs>
0: of you who have experienced a panic attack or anxiety, then you know what an unusual story Mary Bell's really is. Typically having a panic attack or an anxiety attack is followed by fear of reoccurrence, which leads to, you guessed it, more attack. But for Mary Bell, She adopted a perspective that you've heard me attribute to my beautiful and wise Aunt Joni, who often says, You either get busy living or you get busy dying. There are no guarantees of our continued existence past this moment. There may never be a 10 years from now. So, what is it that you have left to do, to try, to experience, to learn? What adventures might you create for yourself? Not sure where to start? Well, maybe art journaling will serve to inspire. I'll be posting links to Maribel's classes on art journaling and her Etsy store in the show notes for this episode. Thank you to Maribel for sharing her insights and experiences. Special thanks go to my family for their love, support, and patience, to all of the amazing Changed Podcast Patreon page members, who I couldn't do this without, Art of Change Skills for Life, and Patreon member producer, Dr. Rick Kirshner. And thank you to you for listening to the Changed Podcast. I'm Aiden Nepom, and I wish you the kind of experiences in life you're excited to tell stories about. That's the end of the show.